Hello, good morning, and welcome to episode 129 of Life Song Radio. I'm Jimmy Hicks along with Phil Ramsey, and welcome back in to a, another new episode. We are finally back with a new episode after a couple of weeks away. It's good to be back. Good morning, Phil. I feel, feel bad. You, Not, feel, you should. <laughs> that uh, It's been so long since we've... We've sat, sat and discussed God's Word, and I, I've missed that, uh, but it's good to be back in Hebrews today. I'm, I was unavailable last week. And uh, and the week before. Yeah. Children's class, the yearly thing. We, we had a great time. 509 kids photographed, 10, 000, over $10,000 raised for Carl Perkins Child Abuse Center. I look, you know, it's, it's physically, but more mentally exhausting it is mm. but it, man i had such a great time i love kids i love kids and we just laughed and in between kids me and my my father would have little mini bible studies you know we he's in the word every day and he's really growing and and we discussed a lot of topics and and we get to discuss the topics when we have time with the people that come in so it was great time i enjoyed mm. it can't wait till next year that's good. That's good. Well, you know, we didn't do a uh, an episode uh, either week that you were out. Uh, last week, I did put together, I called it a new episode in number, but it was uh, an episode where we replayed uh, uh, Keith Twisdale, who was in last year, uh, and sat with us and visited with us. Uh, I replayed that because we had some great discussion yeah. in that show. So. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm I'm excited to be back this week. Uh, uh, we've there's so much that's happened since uh, since last time we were we were here and we were together. So uh, uh, this Hebrew thing, uh, this Hebrews thing is uh, man, it's just uh, if you have been studying along with us, you you'll understand that it's absolutely transforming. Mm-hmm. It will. It's uh, it, the superiority of Jesus Christ over everything else. Uh, is is absolutely mind blowing. You know it. We know Jesus stands above all, but to just see see it put into words mm-hmm. like this, man, just takes it to a whole new level. Because you know the way the author here writes and talks about Christ, even though we know his name is above all other names, to see it and to and to to see how he puts it and words it in ways that you never even thought of. Well, Jesus is the center of the Old Testament and the New Testament. Mm-hmm. So, and it's which playing out before our eyes, and this is the this is the better book. He is better than anything else, and we're or what we're in today and what we have been in is he's better than angels. You yeah. know, there's a lot of people that put Jesus in an angel category, mm-hmm. and they completely have to take God's Word out of context and not study to get that. But we're dealing with that. Mm-hmm. So if you're dealing with it, if you're walking with us line by line, you're going to see that Jesus is not only better than angels, that he is, uh, and he's not an angel. And, and again, some people believe that, some different uh belief systems believe that but if you just simply exegete it Mm. hey god said it 
and we got to believe it. Well, and, and we what we've got to understand is uh, when it comes to our theology, our theology should always elevate our Christology, mm-hmm. and so w- meaning that uh, that our belief in the Word of God, that in, in our our belief system, should always elevate Christ. Right. And so above everything, above above the angels, above ourselves, above uh, the world, above doing uh, above anything and everything, Jesus Christ stands above it. Because he created it. It was all created through him, by him, and for him. That's it. Yeah. Good word, Jim. Well, um, let's, uh, Phil, take a quick break, and uh, we'll be back. uh, And when we come back, we'll jump back into Hebrews. I think we'll do a little recapping, maybe. And uh, just since we've been off for for a couple of weeks, do a little bit of recapping, and then jump back in uh, where we pick up where we left off. All right, so stay with us. We'll be right back on Life Song Radio. Desperation When all we know Is doubt and fear There is only one foundation We believe We believe In this broken generation When all is dark you help us see There is only one salvation Christ, we believe in the Holy Spirit, and He's given us new life. We believe in the crucifixion, we believe that He conquered death. We believe in the resurrection, and He's coming back again. We believe. So let our faith be more than anthems Greater than the songs we sing And in our weakness and to 
Jesus Christ We believe in the Holy Spirit Song Radio. I'm Jimmy Hicks along with Phil Ramsey. Thank you for uh, being here and joining us this week. Certainly glad to get back to it this week, Philip, after being off for a couple of weeks. Let's do just a. I think it's always I am good. too, to, Jimmy. It's always good to be. Uh, <laughs> get off me. Get off me now. That's this part I hadn't missed, Jimmy. Look here. I don't like to be ignored. <laughs> when I speak, you acknowledge it. <laughs> Uh, let's do just a quick review. It's always good to kind of review what we uh, what we've been through, and we've gotten up, I believe, to verse nine. Mm-hmm. And what we have realized is, uh, in the old covenant, uh, there's the old covenant and the new covenant. The old was good, the new was better. In the old covenant, God spoke a certain way. He didn't pour it all out. He didn't put the food on all the meal on the table at one time. He gave it in portions, and he gave it at different times. He gave it. Uh, he spoke through the prophets in the the old the old covenant. And today, he speaks through a son, which is Jesus Christ. His word is final, done deal. Everything you need to know about God, you will find in his word. There's no more new revelation. Uh, It's all in God's word. So anything we need to know has been spoken and given to us in a final way in these last days by a son. And the son is God, God wrapped in flesh. God is invisible right not anymore Mm. he put on flesh and came and walked among us and the message that he had is much better than the old that was delivered by the prophets god was god gave us his word he gave us his law and it was delivered by angels the final word is delivered by a son and the son is actually god Mm. yeah phil and i just um you know what you said there one of the things that uh, that you know I don't want to just harp on one aspect of what you said but uh, it's one of the things that's really stuck out to me uh, when you talked about uh, that, that there's no more new revelation the book is closed it's done it's final and so uh, uh, that that's that's a thing that, that that's one of the things that that we tend to uh, a lot of folks tend to get wrong you know, uh, and and that so that just sticks out so much to me is is there's no new word from God. There's no new revelation. We already have everything. Mm-hmm. God speaks to His creation through revelation of His word. Right. And so uh, there's not any new words coming. You put a post up just the other day, mm. a Facebook post. I thought yeah. it was. I shared it by the way. I thought it was good. What, 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 tell me what it said. Give me, uh, give me the, the. Well, it was a cartoon type thing, and they, on the top half, it had a guy that was. Uh, that's what you're talking about, right? Yeah. All right, so I had a guy on his knees, uh, you know, praying to the clouds. There's clouds up, and you know, and he's praying, and he says, uh, "God, just speak to me." 
God, just speak to me, Lord. And so the next on the bottom half of it is the guy still looking up, but there's a hand that's come through the cloud like God's hand mm-hmm. handing him his Bible. Yeah. And so God has spoken to us. Yeah. If you're wanting the Lord to hear from the Lord, then you got to jump in his word because that's how he speaks to us. Yeah. Let's, uh, I think we got to verse nine. Let's, mm. let's just read. And we may, I might read and we may stop at 12 maybe. Let's just go with the flow. Start back at eight, I think. Okay. To keep a flow from that because that's a, it's a constant thought there. All so. right. But unto the son, he saith, thy throne, O God, is forever and ever and scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity therefore god even thy god hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows let's stop there okay let's just stop and work through that those couple of verses so um can you can you can we love righteousness and love sin at the same time mm. is that possible I don't think so. I don't either. The dark doesn't fellowship, or the light doesn't fellowship with the dark. You ever walked in a room and turned on the light? Hmm. What happened to the darkness? It goes away. It does. That's. I was thinking about that today, Jimmy. Just think about that. Uh, did God create darkness? No. Darkness is the absence mm-hmm. of his light. Yeah. So when you walk in a room, it is impossible to be in a room with the light on and be standing in the dark. Ain't going to happen. So it is with the things of God. When he, That's why when you, I don't know, Jimmy, if you ever talked to anybody about Jesus, I'm sure you've done that. Is that correct? I'm just, yeah, <laughs> a couple times. So when you bring the light of the gospel to a person who who lives who is lost and lives in darkness, you got two things are going to happen. Either they will come to the light, the light exposes what's in the dark, they'll see their sin, they'll be broken. Or they will love the darkness and repel from the light. The two can't coexist together. And and the perfect way uh, to see what what is going on and know a condition of somebody is when you begin to speak to them about the truth of Jesus and when you begin to share the truth of the gospel with them are they asking you more questions are they interested in what they're saying what you're saying or are they trying their best to get away from you because let me tell you something uh, Jesus makes sinners uncomfortable it makes them very, very uncomfortable, uh, and you know I can see it so much in my my life. My when I'm when I'm out witnessing uh, to even family members to see how they are so uncomfortable and how they hey tried to get away. And even today, let me let me tell you this. I realized over the weekend, uh, not over the weekend, but through this week, that even some of those same people now it's become so apparent because what comes out of Jimmy's mouth. Most of the time, 99% of the time when he's around, Jesus. So when Jimmy comes and visits, I got somewhere I got to be. I get, uh, good to see you. I got him running. I'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be there. Don't want to be there. Even if I have no intentions of even bringing up the Lord, I just came. Well, maybe they just don't like <laughs> That's true, too. But, but what the point is, what you're saying is absolutely right. I mean, the darkness hates the light. And so when the light comes around, the darkness don't want to be around it. What, is, uh, what does the light do? It exposes. Yeah. What did when Adam sinned? What did he do? He took off running, mm. running away from God, hiding. You know, and really, our condition today 
is the same way. Look, we're the ones running. Mm-hmm. We're the ones hiding. We're the one who don't want to be exposed. We're not seeking God, Romans 3 says. But praise the Lord, he sought me. Right. And uh, guess what? He found me. Well, um, And exposed the, my sin. The author here of Hebrews, um, this these verses here, 8 and 9, he's referencing, uh, he's uh, re, uh uh, quoting a psalm, Psalm mm. 45, verses 6 and 7 says, uh, Your throne, God, is forever and ever. The scepter of your kingdom kingdom is the scepter of justice. Your love, righteousness, you love righteousness and hate wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of joy more than your companions. Now, this psalm is a, this psalm is a wedding hymn. Hmm. Uh, uh, celebrating a royal wedding, and, and it's a love song. But look, look, look how messianic it is. It it, it is it celebrates the coming union of Christ and His bride, and that's why uh, the author of Hebrews is using this uh, when we're talking about Jesus. So he uses this psalm to to parallel the fact that Jesus is God, and you can see the uh, the interplay there between Father and Son in verse uh, verse one nine, where both are called God. Uh, verse uh, verse mm-hmm. nine, he says, "You have loved righteousness." and hated lawlessness that is why god your god has anointed you with the oil of joy rather than your companions so man that's that's some good stuff therefore god thy god hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy companions when he says companions the context of what we're reading is definitely angels but some commentaries We'll say other things. Well, he's definitely above everything. Right. I think the context here is angels. Uh, he, go ahead. Well, it is angels. It is definitely angels. And what the point that they're making is when you go back to uh, to that psalm that I was reading, uh, that psalm that he's quoting. He's quoting that psalm uh, and using that psalm to show how Jesus, you know, there were kings above kings and jesus is the king above all kings mm. but at the same time he is what he's saying the context here is angels yeah that makes sense yeah so jesus is above angels There's so no- he's the anointed one the anointed one that's the the hebrew word for anointed one is messiah mm. anyway let's move on let's let's go to 10 through 12 thou lord in the beginning didst did didst lay the dits what version am I reading? Man, I don't know. You may, you, may, you may read it. And in the beginning, Lord, you established the earth, and the heavens are the works of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will all wear out like clothing. You will roll them up like a cloak, and be, and they will be changed like a robe. But you are the same, and your years will never end. Hmm. Sounds pretty eternal to me. Yeah, pretty much. If you're going to create something for a beginning, do you think you'd have to be here before that to create it? Can I read something to you? Yeah, read it. Listen to this. Uh, Psalm 102, verses 25 to 27. It says, Long ago you established the earth and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will endure. All of them will wear out like clothing. You will change them like a garment and they will pass away. But you are the same and your years will never end. So again... The author here quoting another psalm. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, it's uh, this this Psalm 102 is uh, is a uh, it's a prayer 
of uh, of someone who's been afflicted, uh, and it relates to pray the the prayer of someone who who pours out their heart to God and asks for His help. But it can and it concludes with the person uh, kind of uh, making a contrast of of their short life. Uh, with the eternity of, of of God, the Creator, and praising Him for the fact that He will hear and rescue His people. So the author here in Hebrews, I believe, he's using this this psalm to kind of highlight the fact that Jesus is the Creator. He's separate and distinct from His creation. It's going to pass away, but guess who remains forever? He does. Yeah. So He is. He's definitely eternal. Yeah. So if He was in the beginning. Uh, to create he must have existed before the beginning and therefore without beginning John 1 1 in the beginning mm. was the word yes and he is the word just as you roll up and throw away an old garment you I noticed the shirt that you're wearing Jim you've had that for it needs to be rolled up and thrown away. I want to say <laughs> you don't even seven eight nine years <laughs> You don't even know. Should we need to roll this garment up and throw it away? It's got about another good seven, eight, nine years in it. Us men are bad about I that. Man, you. I got stuff I just ain't going to throw away. Right. It's comfortable. It hides my fat, and I like it. Look at here. I got a closet full of clothes. Full of clothes. My wife has begged me, begged me to throw away. Will you please? Get? I said, why would you get rid of those clothes? I'm going to wear them again someday. Yeah. When are you going to wear them? I got to lose some weight. <laughs> I'm going to wear them again. Yeah. You ought to see it. And, and on my bottom rack, I've got a, a line of blue jeans. You know, I got 38s. I got 36s. I got 34s. I got 30s. Guess what, Jimmy? Mr. Phil was in some 29s back in the day. Mm. Guess what I'm going to do? They're going to hang on that rack. You know why? Because I'm getting back in there. <laughs> One day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, it's crazy. We need to throw away some stuff. Man, I'm telling you. So, uh, just like he said, just like you throw away an old garment, when you're done with it, Jesus one day will discard the heavens and the earth. And Mm -hmm. one day the elements will be destroyed with an intense heat. And the earth and its works will be burned up, says in 2 Peter 3.10. And the sky will split apart like a scroll when when it is rolled up and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. That's Revelation 6.14. During the tribulations, as if the heavens were to be stretched to the limit and the corners then cut, they will roll up just like a scroll. The stars are going to fall. They're going to come crashing down to the earth. Every island, Jimmy, every mountain will move out of its place. The whole world will fall apart. Jimmy, the things that we we can see that we can we can feel we can touch don't it seem so permanent you know you you look at your life here on earth and and you're like we ain't going nowhere Mm. everything seems so permanent that's all i think our minds our human minds can comprehend you know since the world's been here for these thousands of years surely things will keep on going but uh, it's just like the people that Peter warned in Second Peter 3, 4. It says, all continues just as it was from the beginning of creation. But all these things that we see, we touch, we feel, they're going to perish. And the Lord is going to create a new heaven. He's going to create a new earth. So all of creation will change. But guess who will not change? Mm -hmm. Jesus, our creator, definitely will not change. It says, thy years will not come to an end. 
Christ is eternal. He is immutable. He never changes. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today, yes, and forever. That's what Hebrews 13.8 says. So, you know, men come and go. They do. Worlds come and go. Stars mm -hmm. come and go. Angels were actually subject to decay as their fall proves. But Christ never changes. He is never subject to change. He is never subject to alteration. He is eternally the same, and therefore he is superior to the angels, not only in title, but in worship, in nature, in existence, and finally, I would say destiny. So I would say, Jimmy, he is much better than angels. Wouldn't you? Well, I mean, it's it's evident. I mean, it's if, if you haven't seen it already, I don't know how much more we can uh, we can we can beat that horse. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> it, it's not that we have to beat the horse or don't have to beat the horse, but I mean, he the the author here and 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 you know just what we've seen is absolutely made it evident that he is superior to the angels. You know why he's doing it? And we said this a few weeks ago, Jimmy. Why is he telling these people that he's better than angels? Because the law was delivered to Moses by angels on the mountain. Mm -hmm. So Jewish people elevated angels to a place that God never intended them to be. Mm -hmm. So he's letting these people know God Jesus is superior than the angels that brought the law to Moses That's to true. give to them. Well, that, what they did was they 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 looked at the angels, uh, and you know the Jews at this time they were they were superstitious, uh, just like people are today, and, and kind of in 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 respect uh, idolatrous about angels mm -hmm. uh, because they looked at them like you said they gave the law uh, to Moses they looked at them as the mediator between God and men mm -hmm. and so they they raised them up uh, as, uh, as and they are divine creatures uh, but they raised them on a pedestal which I'm not saying that angels shouldn't be kind of raised on a pedestal to a degree uh, but we shouldn't worship them definitely not and, and, and we shouldn't worship them over Christ and that's what uh, that's what uh, this author is dealing with right now and, and obviously you know we got to think about the audience here who he, who he's talking to mm -hmm. uh this is a time you know we know as, as well as uh through our studies uh, that, that you know the false teachers and the false prophets came through the churches uh -huh. uh, and and they changed things and wanted you know brought in false false teachings about Jesus and and about salvation and this very well could be one of those things and that may be why he's dealing with this is look you know quit worshiping the angels the son is superior to the to the angels let's keep going Phil uh, verse 13 now to which of the angels has he ever said sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool I don't know of any angels he's ever said that to mm -mm. the right side of God is a side of authority a side of power uh, that's what the right the right hand the right side means it's the it's the sign of uh what'd you say it was it was the uh, it's a, the side of power and authority completion completion yes that's where christ is he is what is he doing there setting why is he setting his work is done his work is done that's right the the high priest work is done the final sacrifice has been paid none other to come that's what he's doing even as we speak but he does some other things too as we're going to we're going to find out
when it comes to interceding for us. But there is no angel that has ever, ever sat at the right hand of God. I mean, this is... Uh this is exactly what uh, I mean. He's quoting here again another psalm, um, Psalms 110, very first verse. This is the declaration of the Lord. To, this is the declaration of the Lord to my Lord. Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. So this is uh, Psalms 110, another uh, messianic psalm. Isn't it great how this is working out? Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> if you want to know the Old Testament, study Hebrews. Mm. That's you know. exactly right, because there's constant quotes. There's constant going back to Scripture, uh, and uh, this psalm here is—it's uh, a key psalm in Hebrews. It's a it, Psalm 110. Um, it it declares well. I mean, if you even keep going in Psalm 110, it declares uh, the priesthood of Christ after the order of Melchizedek, and we talk about that in Hebrews mm. chapter seven. That's big, and oh yeah, that's huge. And so the author of Hebrews is using this psalm to 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 show um, it, to further show the supremacy of Christ, enthroned at the right hand of the Father, and so. Uh, Really prominent in the Jewish mind was the promise at this time of the of the militant mm-hmm. Christ, the Messiah who was militant uh, and who would wage war on uh, on the oppressors of God's people, and and that's so much of what Jesus encountered, even when he was walking and living, because they thought he was going to be the one that would restore Israel. Even his disciples, while they were mm-hmm. walking with Christ. They this hey there was no second coming he was here mm-hmm. to reign and rule right. and conquer and and they his own his own disciples didn't get that until later yeah they misunderstood a lot of the uh, Old Testament the Old Testament spoke of two comings mm-hmm. and they did not realize they were in the first coming right and and seeing him fleshed out but he will come again right yeah isn't that amazing though if you just just think about put yourself back in that time and. You were one of the twelve, and you were walking with Christ, and and you were just in anticipating for Him to wipe out the Roman Empire and to take His throne. And then then you'd even discuss among yourselves, man, who's going to sit on this side? Who's going to sit on this side? Mm. And they didn't they didn't get it. They didn't. And even the message of the gospel did they fully not comprehend? Meaning it was just for the Jewish people. Later they will realize that it was for all people. Uh, pretty neat stuff. So Jimmy, in these these two verses here, thirteen and fourteen, we're we're first seeing the destiny of Christ, and then we're seeing that of the angels. So no angel has ever ever been promised a place at God's right hand. Only the Son will sit there. The destiny of Jesus Christ is that ultimately everything in the universe will be subject to him. It says in Philippians 2.10, At the name of Jesus, every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And I think that's kind of been our message, my heart. Isn't it better, Jimmy? To bow to the Creator of the universe, to bow to uh, to Christ now, because whether you like it or not, you're going to bow. You're going to bow. You're yeah. going to recognize He is Lord, He is God, He is Creator, and it there's a comes a point in time, I believe, uh, and it that 
it could be too late for you to do that. You know, if you are in constant rejection of God's light, if you are constant rejection of God's gospel, uh, there's a time when you won't receive that light. We say that in the scripture. But on judgment day, before he says, depart from me, I never knew you, you're going to bow and you say, you're right, you're God, you're holy. God, please. And, and I'm going to hell. And really? I don't know. I don't know. I would say I deserve to be there, but they they don't want God now, and they don't want Him then either. That's well, what it, that, that's think, what it means to the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Well, and I think that's when they get there. I think before, prior to, I think there is going to be a bowing and a recognizing of Jesus as Lord and a and a Lord, please, Lord, uh, give me a second chance, Lord, uh, Lord, uh, I, you know, I did believe in you. Did I not do this in your name? Did I not? I, I did, or I didn't know. I didn't know. And He's going to say, "Away from me! Hmm. I never knew you." But they did all the right stuff, but God knew their heart. Hmm. Again, it goes all back to the heart. Who knows the That's heart, right. Jimmy? The Lord. I don't know your heart. You don't know mine. God knows your heart. Mm. You can fool me, but you can't fool God. You That's can right. fool Jimmy, and I can fool Jimmy, and Jimmy can fool me. But God knows our hearts. That's right. And when you stand before him, he knows your heart. So, In verse 14, are they not all ministering spirits sent out to serve those who are going to inherit salvation? So we really could say verse uh, verse uh, verse 13 uh, there's these are two questions back to back if you look at this this is two questions being asked back to back and so the question the answer to verse 13 is uh, is none and the answer to verse four, uh, four, uh, 14 is yes so none and yes uh, so none there's none others that he's ever said none of the angels he's ever said sit at my right hand mm-hmm. and I'll make an enemy uh, I'll make your enemies your footstool so but yes they are the angels are ministering spirits sent out to serve those who are going to inherit salvation is that not a is, is that not blow your mind well yeah I mean, yeah. think about it think about what that's saying Jesus' destiny is to reign, but the angel's destiny is to serve forever those who are heirs of salvation. Man, how awesome is that? How what what look what we got to look forward to, not in, in addition to being forever in God's presence, but look, angels will serve those people. Mm-hmm. So Jimmy will have angels serving him. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Really? I wonder what that's going to be like to have angels serve you. I, I don't know. You know. Think about all the times that angels have showed up in Scripture. You know, in in uh, the lion's den with Daniel, angels were there. You know, you think about what they do, and we've talked about this in previous weeks, what they actually are doing for us right now. They are. It's a spiritual battle all around us. And uh, these same angels that are active in our lives right now will be the same angels that will serve us for an eternity. What all that entails, your guess is as good as mine. But I'm excited. I'm excited to see what that's all about. I don't really can't fully understand what they'll be doing, but they will be ministering and serving those heirs of salvation, which mm-hmm. will be God's children. That's right. And so when you think about it, 
think about there are probably and i can't prove this obviously but there are probably times would you say phil that that maybe we come in contact with angels I think one day we'll find out for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, obviously we don't know that for sure now, but I think there are probably times that we do. Now, if God was to send angels to this earth to, to minister to us in this time or to or to help us, they would come, you know, in this, and when I say this time, I mean the, the, the era of grace that we're in. If he, they were to come, uh, they would come in the form of, of humans. They would come. We wouldn't know. They wouldn't be probably this angelic presence. Uh, they would probably be human beings. That, that that would be sent to and so i i, I don't know I, I think we do probably have some contact mm-hmm. um, that we never know about that we won't know about until then but they're here there to help us mm-hmm. that's their role yeah so jimmy if god expected such a positive response to his law which was delivered through angels think about the response he expects us concerning the gospel mm-hmm. which came through jesus christ that's right. You ever think about that? Mm. Let's go ahead and let's let's just go ahead and go into uh, chapter two. We got a few more minutes. Uh, I'll read one through four. It says, "For this reason, we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard, lest we drift away from it. For if we, for if the words spoken through angels proved unalterable." And every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense. How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? After it was at the first spoken through the Lord, it was confirmed to us by those who heard. God also bearing witness with them, both by signs and wonders and by various miracles and by gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his own will. Mm-hmm. So this is, uh, we're going to get into some doctrinal issues, and we should, we should kind of well, work is, through this. Yeah, this is, uh, this is big right here. Um, this, and you're probably going to have to continue this, or continue, we'll continue this discussion next week, um, but... This right here is, uh, I mean, this is the first of uh, four uh, or five uh, actual warning passages in Hebrews. This is a warning. Uh, and, and what he's doing is he's warning that there is clear and, and present danger. Uh, we as believers can drift away or neglect our great salvation. You know, if we do, we, we won't escape unpunished. So uh, not that we're losing salvation. Right. I'm not saying that, but we can neglect uh, certain aspects. Uh, so we, we've got to pay uh, some some big time attention to what the Son of God has said. And so we have to trust what the gospel has told us. The gospel has, uh, has said to us. As the gospel that we have heard, uh, we have to trust that um, because you know our very lives are, are, are dependent upon its accuracy. You mean you don't like the ocean? If I'm not, if I, am I correct? You absolutely right. I don't even really <laughs> like you talking about it. It's boats, but you're not. You scared of sharks? Is that what the deal? I'm scared of water. Are you really? And everything in it. <laughs> but uh, if you go out on the beach, sometimes they'll have these little warning signs. The one, the what is the what do you call the current? What is the current that goes the opposite direction? What is it? I don't know, scary. Uh, it, w- the drift current or whatever. Uh-huh. And there's different levels. So they got warnings every day on uh, the drift. I, f- I forget what you call that. I wish I could think about it. It's where the current right below the surface goes in the opposite directions. Mm. And at different areas on the beach, that 
current is can be bad at times. So if you avoid and not listen to or adhere to the warning signs, you will find as you are floating down that beach, you'll hit a point to where you notice you will begin to drift away from the beach. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of the what this word is saying. Actually, yeah. if you go back and, and look at it from a biblical per- perspective and the culture that that's in, it's talking about a boat drifting away uh, to its dock, you know, and not and not uh, latched onto the dock. So if, if you're not careful and you not pay attention, you can drift away. Not that you're going to die and lose salvation. You're just going to get yourself in a situation that you could have avoided. Well, and yeah, and, and there's there's certainty there. There's a lot of truth in that. And the fact is, is in our life, we're we're uh, we're, we're going down um, we're going down this path. We're, we're traveling down the water, I guess you could say, in this boat. And and uh, there's there's. Two things are going to happen. We're either going to cling to the gospel that we've heard, or we're going to allow these waters to to uh, to drift us uh, away. I mean, stuff happens. You know, junk happens in our life. How do you let it pop up? What do you are, are? Do you cling to the gospel and do you cling to the cross, or do you drift away from Christ's presence and His love in your life? Do you do you allow fellowship to be broken because you because uh, you you drift away and, and you get pulled away uh, like the drift gets you get pulled away from Christ and His love? Well, getting pulled away from the message that was preached, the message of grace. You know these these Jews are are live their whole lives under a a system of mosaic law, and so what happens is you hear the gospel, you believe the gospel, and then and then mother or father or family or everybody else says, "Look, this stuff is good, but come on back over here and and get." get back right with God and start obeying these rules and regulations. So you will find yourself drifting back to uh, an old way of life. Not that you're lost, but here's the deal. You could be. Well, I think this warning, <laughs> but but I think this warning is is for believers. Yeah, this warning right here is. Yeah, for, I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, uh, and so what he's saying is uh, basically, uh, what what's the final outcome of drifting? What's the it, disobedience? Hmm. And disobedience doesn't come without uh, without discipline. Right. And so, if we neglect, uh, then uh, the word uh, is also uh, the word neglect is also in Matthew twenty two, when 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 Jesus gives the parable of those invited to the wedding feast who hmm. paid no attention to the king's invitation. If we don't purposely keep focused on Jesus, intentionally uh, keeping focused on cro- uh, the. Uh, Christ and the cross and uh, the message of the salvation or the message of the gospel, uh, then we're not going to be purposefully or intentionally guarding our hearts against uh, the world. And what we're going to do is find ourselves drifting off course. Yeah. We said this day one with the book of Hebrews to interpret this book accurately, you have to know who the audience is. In this book of Hebrews, you have you have uh, born again Jewish believers who are heaven bound. Then you have Jewish quote unquote believers who believe 
that Jesus was the Messiah, but never had entrusted with their lives or committed himself uh, to Christ. And then you just have non-believers. So in this specific verse, I believe, like you stated, Jimmy, this is talking to a believer. Mm. Not that he will lose his salvation, but he will uh, could drift away from, from what he's been taught. And mm. it, we, not, we need to not drift away. Guess what you got to do? Pay attention. Yeah. Be alert. Pay attention. Look at the sign. Read his word. Know what it says. Why? Because there are there are, there's false teachers. There's false uh, there's false teaching going on. There's we always like to revert back to the old way. Even even us now, Jimmy. Oh man, it's easy. It sure is. If we don't stay alert, you know. You know what I do sometimes at night and. Whether I'm right or wrong, I'm just going to tell you the truth. You ready? I'll, because my mind is always going. It's thinking constantly. If I read the Bible at night, it's over. I'm up all night. I, <laughs> it's just crazy how that works. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll get my, my phone. I'll plug in my ear my ear uh, plugs. You know what I listen to? Rap music. <laughs> no. Snoop Doggy Dog. <laughs> Who's that? I don't know. Who's Snoop Dogg? I, I have no recollect, you know. recollection. Yeah. I listen to 70s music. I remember growing up, I would listen to uh, the Bee Gees. Yeah, the Bee Gees. Things like that. And so my mind, but also when I'm listening, it, it takes me back to a time that... You that, were lost in the center? Yeah. I mean, you know, lost. And so, uh, anyway, I don't know. That had nothing to do with... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> with what we're talking, we know about. more about Phil, though. Now we can uh, we can find ourselves if not paying close attention, uh, not adhering to God's word and falling in an error that we don't need to be. And some of those songs I was listening to, hmm. I just don't need to be in those places. Yeah, you know, I really don't. So it can happen to anybody. That's right. Absolutely. Uh, look, I mean, it's uh, it's it's very easy to happen for, for for you to let it happen. And you know what? Um, you have to. Basically, the gist is um, is you've got to protect yourself. You got to guard yourself. And the best way to guard yourself from drifting away is to constantly preach the gospel to yourself every day. Constantly remind yourself where God saved you from, who you were, and uh, and who you are now, what he has formed you, what he has made you into today. Because let me tell you something. Satan knows your weaknesses. He desperate or he desperately wants for you to drift away. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, it's not that he's going to be able to... to to get you over to to his side now, because the Lord is the you know when he's you, not all knowing. He thinks he's got a shot, right? He thinks he's got a shot, and at the same time, even if he can get you to to stumble and cause somebody else to stumble, mm-hmm. uh, if he can use you as a pawn uh, towards somebody else. So look, all, you got to guard your heart. You got to guard yourself uh, and keep yourself from drifting away. And the best way to do that is to keep your eyes on Christ constantly, right. intentionally, purposefully uh, preach the gospel to yourself every day jimmy i know you know this just as much as anybody being a teacher and a pastor your job is not simply just to present the facts that i mean that's not just your job you got you've got to you got to warn you got to exhort 
you got to invite and hear the writer of Hebrews, man, this person, whoever he is, I don't know for sure, he is passionate about the listener of, of who's the, who he's writing to. His audience. Yeah, he cares about the salvation of those that he's writing to. Right. He's not a... He's not simply just trying to set out doctrine and 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 tell him and just go on his way, man. He is longing for his readers to respond to what he's saying. So he not only wants Christ to be seen and exalted, but he also accepted a teacher may know a lot of truth, but if Jimmy doesn't have compassion or concern, uh. I don't know how effective of a teacher that that he is. So really God's word, man, it demands a response. And a good, faithful teacher of the word will will do those things. And he will also teach for a response also. Hmm. Well, it, it goes back to, to that old saying. Uh, and I don't even think it's a biblical saying. But it's, uh, the, you know, uh, folks don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Mm-hmm. And so the compassion has to be there. You have to care right. about people. Uh, you know, information is great. Look, information is wonderful. But our, but our goal as teachers uh, should not be just to 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 give folks information it should be for transformation Mm -hmm. man you think about i think about the apostle paul and uh in the book of romans man uh the first eight chapters he was explaining the gospel but when he got romans 9 1 through 3 he was he breaks into an outburst of concern here he goes i'm telling the truth in christ i'm not lying my conscience is bearing witness in the Holy Spirit. I have a great sorrow and unceasing grief in my heart, for I for I could wish that I myself were accursed, separated from Christ for the sake of my brethren, my kinsmen according to the flesh. Paul was passionate about who he was writing to. Absolutely. And he, he did everything that he personally could do. He was compassionate. Look what Paul says. It says, For though I am free from all men, I have made myself a slave to all, that I might win the more. And to the Jews I became as a Jew, that I might win Jews. To those who are under the law, as under the law, though not being myself under the law, that I might win those who are under the law. To those who are without the law, as without law, though not being under law of God, but under the law of Christ, that I might win those who are without law. Hmm. To the weak I became weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all men, that I may by all means save some. All I do, all things for the sake of the gospel." Here's what the writer of Hebrews is doing. He has a message for them, and he is on. He has done hit the compassionate mode is what he's done. Yeah, great yeah. teacher. Absolutely, Jimmy. I just don't think we can get into the next verse. Let me read it, and I want to, the the listener just to kind of sit on it till next week. Uh, it's pretty big time. How shall how shall we escape? 
If we neglect so great a salvation, after it was at first spoken through the Lord, it was confirmed to us by those who heard, how shall personal pronoun we escaped escape if we neglect so great a, so great a salvation so we have some uh, some doctrine that we need to discuss next week so this is where we're going to grow we're getting into some some heavy weighty meaty uh, areas of God's word and and we're going to dig down deep we're going to bare our nose and we're going to uh, learn what the word has for us to learn what do you know there is a difference between the word neglect and the word reject you want to explain teacher well i mean you can we can talk about it next week um but neglecting that's it, right you're right if i neglect my children i'm neglecting children that are mine but if my wife comes to me and says honey i want to have some children and i reject her i'm rejecting the fact of having kids so you can neglect something that you already have correct but that's not the same as rejecting so when we talk in forms of salvation um the rejection of salvation is a whole lot different than neglecting because neglecting uh when you neglect there's the sense that you already have it and that you've obtained it. Yeah. And as we discuss this next week, we're again going to say, who are we writing to? When you know it's going to start falling into place and you're going to praise the Lord. Now, I will say that uh, those listening right now, if you've ever, uh, uh, if you've heard the gospel, if you've heard um, it preached to you and shared with you and you've rejected it, um, look, God will let you reject it, and you'll continue to reject it. Or if you continue to reject it, he'll let you have your own way. Um, you know, I, I don't know if I think I've I shared to church this week that, uh, you know, it's it's hard when you, uh, I guess, even in the shoes of, uh, of you know, when you care about people and you go and you and you share the gospel with them and you, and you tell them just so much about what the Lord has done in your life and how uh, Jesus has uh, come in and, the, and, you know, just changed your life. And uh, then you give them the gospel because you love them and you know they're lost and you want to give them or you want them to have the same uh, experience that you've had um, in their life to change the same way. And they just reject you and uh, they continue to reject. Look, that's well, they didn't reject you. Well, no, 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 no. But they reject the gospel mm-hmm. and they reject what you've shared with them. And uh, it's really, you know, we, we should be. Um, we were talking in church on uh, Wednesday night. I taught on discontentment and being discontent and sometimes how you can get that way with people and, and situations. And, you know, I get that way when, I, when I've shared the gospel with people that I love and care about in my own family and I've been rejected. You know, they're not rejecting me like you said. They're rejecting the Lord. But it's you have such a care and compassion because you want yeah. them to, to have this salvation. But they, they don't neglect it. They reject it. And uh, it's, look, Jesus loves you but don't that hurt you it does it hurts you because you you love them right that's the deal that's right that's what the writer's doing here this is what paul is doing he knows the truth Mm -hmm. he knows the truth will set you free he knows the truth will uh, unlock the chains of sin that's he right. knows that. And the truth is, and what is the truth, Phil? The, the, the truth is that uh, none of us stand a chance. 
None of us. We're all born. We're all sinners. We all shake our fist at God and hate God and and live our whole lives as his enemy. Uh, You don't want to hear, you know, people don't want to hear that. I didn't want to hear that when I was lost. I didn't want to hear that, that, that I was God's enemy and I, and I cursed his name because I didn't feel like that I did. But the truth of the matter is you do. You shake your fist at the holy God, the Holy Creator, uh, who created you, and uh, you know it's because of sin. Sin is uh, it, it's 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 entered this world through uh, uh, through the first Adam, through uh, through. Uh through Adam, you know, our, our great, 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 great grandfather, sin entered the world, which means death entered the world, spiritual and physical death. We're dead spiritually. And so if we're dead spiritually, we cannot be connected uh, with the spiritual God. It's, it's impossible because sin separates us. Sin is, uh, it's like... It's a wall. It's, it is. It's a wall that separates us from the Lord. And the only thing that's going to remove it is the, is the gospel. The only thing that's going to remove that wall is the gospel, because as Romans 1 says, the gospel is the power of God to salvation. It's through the message of the gospel that people are saved. And that message is you're a sinner. You are absolutely, completely, totally depraved. And God sent him. And because of that, you're on a on a path to hell. But God uh, being the loving God that he is, the loving father that he is, the loving creator that he is, he sent his own son, his only begotten, his only son to this world in order to save people from themselves. And so he sent him to live the life that we couldn't live, the life that really we truly don't want to live, the perfect sinless life. Jesus lived 33 and a half years. He walked without sinning. He lived without sinning. And he lived with the sole purpose of going to the cross and taking on our sin and drinking every drop of God's wrath on himself and that's what he did that's exactly what he did god poured his wrath out out on 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 jesus and the wrath that you deserve the wrath that i deserve the punishment for our sin jesus took upon himself he took it uh because that was his purpose that was his sole purpose is to take on that sin and so he was obedient unto the father obedient even unto death the one who knew no sin became sin on our behalf and god poured his wrath out on on his son and he died upon the cross as our savior they threw him in the tomb and three days later god rose him from the dead uh, approving of his sacrifice approving of his life and approving of his death and uh, god raised him from the dead and now he sits at the right hand of the father because his work is complete mm-hmm. amen you know jimmy you're sitting there talking and i've had a lot of conversations with people who don't believe what you just said they just don't and uh, in recent conversations also but i've got a question for those people as we close if what jimmy said was true would you believe it for many people I would say for the majority, they wouldn't. You know why? Because if they believe and confess and bow down and admit what you said was right, they have to conform to that person. And because you want your way more than God's way, guess what? Like Jimmy said, God will let you have it. But if you want life, which is eternal, Jesus says, come to me. And here's here's what you don't understand. And and if you're living or listening right now, and and maybe you are one of the people that uh, that feels talking about, uh, you don't believe it, but because you don't want to believe it, because you love your life right now more than more than this life. I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest with you. I have no reason to lie to you. I had a pretty good life before. 
you know, I had a pretty good life. But you know what? My life is better now. This life with Christ is better. You don't understand that because you think conforming to Christ, conforming to what this book says, means you're going to lose some stuff. <laughs> it pales in comparison Man, to what you gain. This life is the best life. And it's not a fix for your problem. You will, you will notice if you come to Christ that uh, your problems don't disappear, but your ability to live through the turmoil, the stress of life, you will have a peace that you've never had. You don't have it because the peace is fruit of the Spirit. That's right. And so you don't have the Holy Spirit right now. You don't have peace. And you, But what you do is you rest in the person of peace. And now you can deal with anything that comes your way, including death. Absolutely. Hey, look, go to our website, uh, lifesongradio.com. We've, got, uh, uh, we've said it for the last few weeks, some... Uh, some new features up video blogs we jimmy uploaded one that i was blessed to be a part of this past couple weeks ago was the beaver baptist wildlife supper man i had a great time uh there uh i think that's up is that on our blog now it is okay uh very blessed to be a part of that and we've got some more speakers too we'll be adding another one uh here in a couple of days clay's got a met clay gilbert's got a message we're going to upload so check out our blogs mm. our video blogs and our blogs we try to update those often too right. uh and sometimes get a little deeper on there than we do on the radio sometimes that's right you can check it out lifesongradio.com it's all there for you uh feel pray for us and then uh and, and we'll we'll leave uh father we just uh man we just come to your uh we come to your throne boldly and uh, and we come to you and we say, Abba, Father, mm. I am so grateful, so grateful that you did not give up on me, that you pursued me. And uh, when I was running away from you with my fist shaking at, shaking at you and you exposed my sin mm. with the gospel of your light, Lord, and I just thank you for showing yourself to me, for revealing to me who I really was. That's right. Lord, and I just thank you for giving, for uh, uh, showing me mercy and grace and forgiving me and giving me a brand new heart, a new life. The old is gone. Behold, all things are new. And I thank you for making me a new person, yeah. a person who has an eternal life that one day will be with you forever and ever and ever and ever. I'm thankful that you have ordained angels mm -hmm. to be my servants. I don't know what it <laughs> means, God, but I can't wait. That's right. Man, I just praise you. Thank you. Holy are you. You are far better than anything else that's ever existed. That's right, yes. Everything created by you for you. Lord, we just thank you. Thank you for showing us. Thank you for coming to us and showing yourself to us. Thank you for coming a man and dying as a man for a death that I couldn't do. We just thank you for that. Worthy, worthy, worthy is the Lamb of God. Mm. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, man. We just uh, pray that you bless your word, Lord. Just thank you for being with us. We thank you for guiding us. Lord, we just want to bring honor and glory to you, the Lamb of God, who is worthy of all honor, glory, and praise. It's in your name that I pray. Amen. Amen, amen. Well, folks, we'll see you back here next week. Don't forget LifesongRadio.com. We'll see you back here next Sunday for Lifesong Radio.